for the Battle of the Wealth of America, like you either know about these strategies and you sell and execute before you pass or you don't. And the the uh, the consequences if you don't are, are huge. They're 40% death tax. And so you want to make sure you're aware of your options and how to how to move funds outside your taxable estate 100% legal. Welcome to the Ken Van Lu Show. Ken Van Lu here, CEO of Global Real Estate Strategies and best-selling author of the Modern Wealth Building Formula. On this show, we talk about anything from raising money to building an extraordinary life because the Modern Wealth Formula applies to real estate, business, and money. And from that, we create an extraordinary life. So if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe below and check it out every week because we have extraordinary guests talking about building modern wealth in your life. Let's go to the show. Hey, what's up, Brett? I am so excited to have you here, you know, and really excited to introduce you to my guest, Brett Swartz, founder of Capital Gains Tax Solutions. It's, it's really great to have you here and, you know, I'm excited to, you know, find out a little bit more about, you know, what makes you tick, you know, family, you know, what, what the why is, you know, learn a little bit more about business, you know, what you're doing in cryptocurrency, learn a little bit about, you know, being a ta capital gains expert, you know, what that's all about. You know, I uh, have been involved in a couple 1031 exchanges, but, you know, we're here to learn from the expert today. So, um, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and. It's good to see you. Ken, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to adding some value to you and your listeners. And so, yeah, the the the, the journey is one of real estate at a young age. Not unlike perhaps when you were developing. We were developing uh, with my parents, single family homes in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley area. And I fell in love with real estate and always knew it was probably going to be in my life at, at some point. Uh, went away to college, had a chance to study some business, some Bible and theology, and a minor in counseling psych, and then had a chance to go to Marcus and Millichap and start to learn the brokerage world and underwriting world. Fell in love with that. and uh, But then also the 2008 crash hit, and all of a sudden you're going, oh my gosh, things really changed. And 1031 <laughs> Exchange wasn't always people's friends in that time period. And yeah. that led me to a journey of essentially learning about something that I never thought I'd be a, a part of per se, helping people exit with uh, highly appreciated assets using the tax code and a part of the tax code to give them a chance to eliminate the 1031 exchange. And so now we just teach and train people how to do this, have clients all over the country. And, and it's exciting because my wife allows me to, uh, to have freedom with the family. And we have five kids here in Northern California. So that's kind of the short, short answer, Ken. I'm like, well, good, good. I want to dive in. You know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I want to dive into that because, you know, I can only think um, what what you're talking about is so important. I don't think most people think about it. And, you know, anybody would, you know, I guess the, either the Brady Bunch or five kids, right? Um, you, you know, you know how you, you've built trust. I, I heard you say um, you, you did some theology in there, right? I mean, the chairman of the board is calling all the shots, right? So, uh percent. Yeah. So tell, well, tell me a little bit about, cause we're going to dive into capital gains. So you, you tell, I love, I love the part cause I've been with the same woman for 38 years. So you definitely got to get permission from the boss. So, so, so tell me, um, so you said you had five children. I love, love to just give me the version. Um, been with the wife this long, bang, 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 you know, they're, yep. give me their ages. I love to hear, you know, cause I want people to know 
that, uh, you know, what we do is, uh, you know, not behind the scenes is just as important what they see us doing out on the front line, you know? A hundred percent. So, uh, married to love of my life. We, we, we met in, went in high school, then we were friends for a while and then got back together and in college when we were a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, more mature and dated <laughs> for a few, few years. And then, uh, she said, yes, that was about 13 years ago right. and our oldest just turned 12. Okay. Um, and our youngest is four. So I have four, four daughters and mm. one son, one baby boy. And so we, at a certain point, uh, you know, it's a hundred percent work, the hundred percent joy when they, these kind of ages. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're my, they're my big why. And they're the, um, they're, they're the, de- you know, they're the, the desire for me to make this world a better future. Right. So all of those type of things. And so that's, that's kind of the short story there. Oh, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, um, I'm excited because I just married my third in 13 months. You know, and uh, two of the greatest days in my life were marrying each of my daughters. You know, I had twins, boy and girl twins um, that are 30. Um, you know, my my oldest got married 13 months ago. My son got married in July and my youngest just got married last weekend. So I, I love hearing about personal life because, you know, for you to be so successful, I know what gets you up in the morning. And it's exactly what you talked about. That's your why. You know, I mean, you know, it's. You know, sometimes you can't articulate it, but uh, you know that you're building that legacy for the family. That's awesome. So let's get into some capital gain stuff because I I know for a fact that um, I don't know enough about capital gains. I don't necessarily re- you know discuss it, recommend it. All I know is that taxes can make or break or make deals even better. And when you have this kind of knowledge to have an exit strategy, I think is more important. And that's why you know. You're, you're one of my primary guests here. You know, I, I want to hear a little bit about your thoughts on that. Absolutely. So people are either in a sense, uh, when they're doing things, trying to accomplish it, you're in the really kind of two states. There's pain and there's purpose, right? Pain mm-hmm. and purpose. And this is for investments in particular, right? People might be selling something and perhaps they're selling this highly appreciated real estate asset uh, because of too much toilet trash, liability, turnover. It could be just too much, uh, too much time and energy. Um, it could be just they're ready to have uh, some more freedom with a new entrepreneurial journey. So we always start with what are they trying to accomplish um, and what's the pain point that it's actually kind of holding them back. And part of that pain, especially you're in New York, I'm in, I'm in Taxifornia, we're in some of the highest capital gains tax states in the country, if not the highest, I think New Jersey's right there too, where you're looking at 25 to 50% of the gain being wiped out by capital gains tax and depreciation recapture. Now, one of the best ways to build wealth, as we know, Ken, is to own investment real estate, to take depreciation, to get the cash flow, to get the appreciation. But at a certain point, when you go to exit, you're going to face this capital gains tax, especially if it's highly appreciated. And so we use something called a deferred sales trust. It's an advanced exit uh, capital gains tax strategy. It goes back 26 years, thousands of closes, billions under management. That's not a 1031 exchange. It's not a Delaware statutory trust. These often get confused because they're both called DSTs. Right. What's really amazing about it, it gives you that ability to solve some of those pain points. A lot of people don't only only want financial freedom, but they want location freedom. They want entrepreneurial freedom, right? Uh, They want legacy freedom. Yeah. And so what's so unique about the deferred sales trust is it allows you to have those other freedoms. Whereas the 1031 exchange it often just keeps you in the same thing that you were doing, except you're just trading, let's say, 100 units. And I had one client, he had 18. He said, Brett, I have 18 units. 
And I said, well, why don't you use the 1031 exchange? He goes, but I have 18 problems. He goes, I don't want 36 problems. Right? Oftentimes the 1031 exchange is just putting us into something that perhaps is not really solving the location freedom, the time freedom, the entrepreneurial freedom. So this deferred sales strategy not only defers the capital gains tax, but it helps to actually solve where people are trying to go. And that's purpose, right? Their purpose might be time with their family. It might be the ability to retire and have location freedom. It might be the ability to do some advanced estate tax planning, to eliminate estate tax, the 40% death tax, which is uh, above and beyond anything to do with capital gains tax uh, stepped up basis with the 1031 exchange typically gives. So at the end of the day, we like to help people solve problems. And I, and I like to use the analogy kind of a Rubik's cube. Everyone shows up to us with a cube that's, uh, you know, different needs, different goals, but it's typically a little bit out of order where they're at. And we're just here to try to solve the problem to move, move the cube along with their professionals that they've worked with for many years to try to get it as congruent as we possibly can using the tax code and using this amazing strategy. I thought you were going to do a magic trick that I know where you just, you, you flash and it's all in one, uh, the color order. <laughs> you know, I, I actually usually did that check. So I got three of these, Ken. And the problem is, is my kids, they come in and they grab these guys. I'm like, don't move the one that was already finished. And so this is all I have left right now. But that's part of being a dad with young kids that are curious. But one daughter, she's doing, she's getting good, Ken. She can actually, uh, you know, fill in one at a time. She can get all the colors on the same side. I still can't even do that yet. She's she's only nine. I'm like, you're incredible. Yeah, they're a lot smarter than we are when at that age. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I, I've been, uh, at, when you took them out, I literally thought you were going to do a magic trick. I've always um, have cards or coins in my hand, as you could say. Um, but I've been a magician since I was 12. And there's a Rubik's Cube trick that came out where, the, you know, they take the Rubik's Cube and they dip it in a bag and it comes out and it's like, it's done already. You know? <laughs> and I, you would love it because if you're using that as an example, I'll send you a link to the magic trick. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Yeah, but uh, wow. So, so this is such an advantage over, you know, can you just explain one more time because you know, this is a little bit new to me. So t I, you said the capital gains has a, the, you know, I, I'm sorry, the um, the 1031 exchange has a disadvantage and and tell the advantages of the deferred. Sure. Yeah. The, the number one one for the I think exchange. it's so important. You know, I, I really yeah. want, because I, I mean, I, I need to understand that. That's why I wanted you to say it twice because it's that important, you know. It's that important. In fact, yeah. we were at Marcus and Millichap when I learned yeah. about this, Ken. I yeah. think it's good to, to, to do this around a deal story. Yeah. And this was Please. 2006 when we started out, when yeah. I started out there. And we thought we were the Navy SEALs of investment real estate. We thought we were the <laughs> best in the business, 1031 exchanges. I do. <laughs> yeah, we're taught to 1031 and swap until you drop. And that's a great way to build wealth. But guess what? It's not always great when you have to overpay for properties. And so what we saw between 04, 05, 06, you know, is people exchanging and overpaying a lot of times, oftentimes. Wow. And they had too much debt, not enough liquidity, and not enough diversification. And guess where you don't want to be on the wrong side of when the market turns? You, want, you don't want to be you yeah. know, lacking those three things. Right. And so I saw friends, family, and clients lose half or everything. Mm. And, and and this is the one of the biggest boom bust states California can be, especially Sacramento. One yeah. client in particular hit $50 million worth of real estate, but he was 80% leveraged and he lost everything. And, yeah. he, and the reason was we didn't have an alternative for a 1031 at the time. Mm. So the market falls apart and we identified that the 1031 is not always our friend. And all of a sudden, we learned about something that what I refer to as the Netflix version. What, what's really cool about Netflix ten, uh, deferred sales trust versus Blockbuster 1031 is you you have no more timing restrictions. You don't have this 45-day window to identify, 180 days to close. 
which we call the shotgun wedding, where you're running around with your hair on fire trying to close a deal, we don't have that problem. In fact, you can sell high, put the funds into the trust, all tax deferred, and buy whenever you want to. And the best story for this was a gentleman in 2006, he sold a $20 million asset near the Minnesota Vikings Stadium. And he, this guy hates the stock market, loves real estate. He's worth almost a billion dollars down. He's looking around for his 1031 deal. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense. And for the first time, he used the deferred sales trust, parked the money, put it into conservative stocks, bonds, mutual funds, stuff that wasn't subject to the huge crash either. He was hedged and protected, which is one of the another, another two advantage. You don't have to go into like-kind properties. You can go into other assets at any time, okay? So he's tax deferred and he's waiting. He's liquid, he's on the sidelines. And then, of course, the market crashes, and guess what happened to the property that he had sold? Well, the bank forecloses on that property and calls him up and says, hey, do you want to buy it back? And he goes, <laughs> maybe, what's the price? And they said 60 cents on the dollar. And he said, sure, give me a couple days. And he was able to work within the, within the <clears throat> grounds of the trust mm. to partner with the trust to buy it back at a discount, all tax deferred, not using a 1031 exchange. And by the way, Ken, this is when my brain exploded. I'm going... No way, too good to be true. There's no way you can crazy. do this. Like, crazy. what are you talking about? This sounds illegal. This sounds crazy. But that began the study and the practice of what this is, how it works. And I believe I've met the smartest Elon Musk tax attorney in the nation. I believe he's like the Elon Musk. He's a CP and a tax attorney. And I just started to study underneath them and understand how this thing works. And now we, we, we do the trustee services is what we do. Basically, we're like the Absolutely. nurse before you go to the brain surgeon. And we help people execute this every single day. So that's that's kind of where we're at, Kim. So I'll pause I there. I love it. I love it because that was my next question. You know, I've I learned a little bit about trust and and you know, everybody is kind of in a lane when you look at it, you know, as we drive down the highway hundred miles an hour. You know, and and back in the day coming out of construction, you know, you were in Marcus Millichep, you know, we had these things called performance bonds, you know. So the first deal I come out of the box I want to develop. $10 million bond attorney's like, you need to put your real estate in an irrevocable trust that they can't take it away. You know? So my experience was always very limited. So when you, when you talk about this, it's, it's music to my ears. Um, you know, and I, I really want to, um, promote this because I have a large following that needs to know, you know, if, if, if I'm lacking knowledge there, buddy, I got to build my dream team. So you're, you're a new member there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let me give you the big stat on that too, Ken. Yeah. You, you hit on a huge point, right? Yeah. And it's more than just deferring tax. It's yeah. literally for the battle of the wealth of America. In fact, there's the largest wealth transfer in the history of the planet, Ken, is happening right now. Yes. And it's $32 trillion. There's never been more wealth transferred that we know of in the history of the world that's happening in the next 20 years, Ken. Okay. Yes. So yes. it's the baby boomers that are transferring to the millennials. And in fact, 50% of the total net worth in America is tied to high-end primary homes, commercial real estate, mm. and private equity or businesses. Now, these are illiquid assets that are highly appreciated, perhaps more appreciated than anything ever in the history of the world. And the question is, when those a assets either transfer into the estate, will they be subject to the 40% death tax? Right. And or when these sellers go to sell with the capital gains tax as high as 50%, depending on depreciation recapture, yeah. Will the government get that windfall of the money or will it stay in, stay in the hands of the people, right? Will it stay in the hands of the entrepreneurs, of the real estate developers, of the business people who can hold the money accountable and also spend it and give in the causes they believe in? And so yeah. I believe it's it's so much bigger, Kim, 
And this deferred sales trust, and there's other strategies too that you want to make sure because we're called capital gains tax solutions. Yeah. We, we have, there's some key ones and the 1031 can absolutely be a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, but the key is to have that team, right? To help you execute this. Because yeah. if you don't, the money is going to go to the government and no matter what side you vote for, guess what I can tell you, Kim? They're going to waste it. They're not going to be accountable to it. And it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to go uh, places that we don't want it to be. Does that make sense, Kim? Yeah, and, and I guess my question is, because I'm, you know, applying, it sounds like, so this is not only like, a, I guess, is it a tool that sits in your tool belt? Like, for example, do you recommend to someone like me that says, hey, Ken, you need to have a DST on the sideline, right, or in your tool belt, so when this comes about, you don't have to worry, get it set up, or is it is it as easy as, hey, we can put your trust together relatively quickly? Is it a deal-by-deal -deal basis? Like, how does someone... You know, because it's all positioning, right? You remember, I don't know where, how you learned, but I remember going, hey, presentation, presentation, presentation. <laughs> you know, just like location, location, location. So how does, you know, how does someone, you know, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. How does someone prepare themselves for the opportunity? Good question. So who is this for and when should you set it up, right? Yes, yes. It's for anyone who has a highly appreciated asset worth at least $1 million okay. net proceeds, and it has at least a $1 million gain, Okay. So that's the first qualification. So your deal needs to be big enough. If it's big enough, yeah. then great. It also works for LP interest, GP interest, commercial real estate, primary homes, cryptocurrency, yeah. pri private or public stock, carried interest, captive insurance, really any highly appreciated asset, cars, collectibles, okay? But it needs to be a big enough gain and a big enough net proceeds. So that's number one. Number two, it would be for somebody who's looking to sell something, right? They're looking yeah. from going from A is where their where their asset is now, and B is what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And 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 upon the sale, we execute the trust. Now, ideally, we're going to set up and actually actually need to set up the trust prior to the close of escrow for sure, right? Yeah. Definitely prior to the buyer removing all contingencies, right? Right. Unless you're in a 1031 exchange, then we can save a failing 1031 exchange if you're working with mm -hmm. the the accommodators who actually yeah. will accommodate and know about this and work with us. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but, but here's the cool thing. We don't charge Ken unless you do the deal. Right. Mm. So we, we will literally like analyze your deal. We're one of the few who's going to try to bring in each strategy. We're going to bring in the 1031, the deferred sales trust, the Delaware statutory trust, the CRT, the opportunity zones. We're just going to lay them out on the table. And like you said, it's a tool belt. Right. And we're going to say, Hey, Ken, here's what we suggest. And sometimes it's a mixture of two or three of those strategies. Oftentimes it's just one right now, especially in today's marketplace, because of the optimal timing that we provide and the diversification yeah. that we provide and no like kind requirement and no debt replacement. You know, all of the real cool Netflix version of exit planning that the deferred yeah. sales trust provides is, is really amazing. So so yeah, that's hopefully that answers the question, you know, and we wouldn't charge unless you closed on it. So you don't, it doesn't hurt you to set it up and get it ready to go. Got it. Got it. So so I, I I love this. So so tell me a little bit about. Uh, I know you said it once. So so your um your target is high net individuals, um baby millionaires owners. and billionaires, right? Millionaires we're, and billionaires. We're ultra high net worth individuals, but we also just helped a, a, a dentist in New Jersey, right? I mean, and his entire net worth was tied to a two million dollar practice sale. He's been working for thirty years. Wow. And we helped him defer about six hundred thousand dollars of tax. And he goes, Brett. Do you realize that this, I've been working with this for 30 years, and this 40% of my gain means the world to my family and I. Like, this is incredible. Like, this is life changing. This is for the legacy yeah. of my family. Like, yeah, that was my entire net worth. I mean, we were making, you know, two to 300 a year, 
but this is really the bulk of my retirement. So if you're going to help me give an extra 40% at the closing, like this changes, this has changed my world. So, so yeah, I want to make sure that's clear, right? Just because you're not maybe worth, you know, a million, two, five, ten now, it's the sale of that asset in yeah. that given year that they're going to nail that, nail you with the tax. And so that's why, you know, it works for those that are selling at least a million dollar net proceeds, million dollar game. Beautiful. So, I, you know, I think the beauty of this is, um, you know, which I just wanted you to lean into one more time. And then, yeah, you know, I really want you to tell us, you know, ab about, you know, you know, I've studied your website and, you know, how people can get started with you. I, I know you have a lot of training videos that people can find out more about it to get comfort. But I think the beauty of what you hit on is that, you know, people can capitalize on the DST, you know, in any type of business. It's not just for real estate. You know, and, and when you when you mention that cross collateralization where someone could defer money and actually sit back and think about it and position themselves, that's almost like you said before, it's unheard of. It's like, no, no, this is too good to be true, you know. So, you know, I think the biggest, you know, hurdle in life a lot of times is, you know, people don't know something, right? They lack knowledge. They're a little bit afraid, right? So I'm, I'm assuming you have a, a nurturing process like you nurtured me today. Can, can you tell us a little bit about how that looks like? I know you have your, I think it's your website, capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that customer experience if someone were to go to your website and want to find yeah. out about this today. We can I've touch on that. We can touch on that. But I, I do want to touch on that point, brother, because it's so important. Yeah. And then we call it overcoming false beliefs. And yes. And by the way, it's important to have caution when you're exiting one, five, 10, 50, $100 million deals. Yeah. And you're hearing about something like this on a podcast or a YouTube channel. And your CPA who you've been working with for 30 years never told you about it. Your commercial broker never told you about it. And even if they have heard of it, they've never done it. And that's really the biggest thing. It's like, wow, you're going to put your trust into something that you, it's brand new. And oftentimes it's part of why I love it too, Ken. I grew up playing basketball and football and there, I love the fourth quarter, there 10 seconds go. to go. I was right. last eight, man. I was, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I was six foot white guy who, who could dunk at one point. That's my, oh, there you thing. go, man. There you go. I <laughs> played at a small private Christian college on scholarship though, paid for school. But the I point was, we, I love sports. I love teams. And I love executing when the pressure's on. And this is part of what we love, what we do, but I want to, instead of like giving you the logic of the thousands of closes, billions under management, you know, over the 20 no change IRS audits, I just, I just want to tell you one story. And this, this is how it helps people to overcome the false beliefs. In fact, people don't actually, um, uh, are persuaded by logic. I mean, they, logic will help them to, to, you know, solidify their, their belief, but it's actually the story which they tell themselves, Ken, right? Or, the, or or whether or not a better story is coming. So I'm going to tell you a story right now, Ken. I'm going to help you with this and all the audience. Are you ready? <laughs> Have you heard of a gentleman named Bill Gross? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, Bill Gross is kind of like the Mark Cuban of the financial advising bond world. So okay. um, like a Ray Dalio. You heard of Ray Dalio? Yeah, 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 obviously. I think I know okay. Gross, but I know a lot of Grosses, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So they're, they're, these guys are world-class at what they do. Well, Bill yeah. Gross and a guy named David Young, remember that name? Yes. And about five other guys built a company called PIMCO. You might have heard of PIMCO before? Yes. So PIMCO went from $80 billion to $1.2 trillion. These guys all kind of helped build it up. They were like the you know the the the, the, the mastermind of all of this, okay? Now, they they all get a big golden parachute. They, they go out, okay? Well, David Young and about four other guys form a group called Anfield Capital. 
And about five years ago, Ken, they get approached with the Deferred Sales Trust. Now you can imagine if you're like the top in the world at what you do, a lot of people want you to sell their tax thing, right? Hey, just come to my tax thing because you get access to their entire list and all of their clients. And so they approached David and the team and David's skeptical and cautious. And he's like, I've seen and heard all kinds of stuff like this in the past, but we told him, no, 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 it is different. It is different. We want you to dig deeper. So he goes, okay, we'll dig deeper. We'll keep an open mind. And they didn't do a two-day due diligence or a two-week or two-month. They did a two-year due diligence on the structure, on the strategy with the clients, with the banks, with the investment allocations and how it works and their legal team. And you, exhaustive due diligence, okay? Sure. And they flew back and they met with uh, the, my business partner, one of my business partners, he's the tax attorney. They sat down with them and they asked them questions, as you would imagine. And this is a two-day like kind of retreat. And they put it all on the whiteboard, how everything works. And they signed the NDAs, of course. And they come through with two conclusions. Number one, that might be the smartest person we've ever met. And number two, we're all in. We'll put our name on this, okay? Meaning we'll manage the capital for any deferred sales trust client. And so the question I have for Ken and for and for anyone else who's listening is if it's good enough for David Young and his legal team, after being the top guy with Pimco with Bill Gross, he's 30 years in the industry, financial advisor, two years of due diligence, is it good enough for you know Ken, Brett, our legal teams, our CPAs who maybe have never heard of it before. Ah, that's a no-brainer. I don't like to use that term, but <laughs> it's silly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so don't have to rely just on my advice, my thoughts, or my opinion. Yeah. I'm a humble guy who started out with real estate who happened to learn about this, you know, strategy. Yeah. I'm still just the nurse. I'm not the brain surgeon. But we invite the CPAs, the financial advisors, everyone to come in and talk with us. We did that all at no cost, no obligation. If you want to get real detailed, you sign the NDAs. And then we just transact and we just close deals. And and time after time, I've seen, Ken, if people come to us with an open mind yeah. and they're willing to sign the NDAs, they all join us. They end up joining us and sending us business. But you're right. They should be cautious and skeptical because most people don't have the track record, yeah. don't have the don't have the national law firms don't who have looked at it, the CPA firms and all of these things. They just don't. Plus, yeah. there's lifetime audit defense that's provided for it. So I'll, I'll pause there, Ken, see if you have any thoughts. No, I think you answered the question. You hit the nail on the head. You know, that that's the uh, instant trust factor, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, just coming from New York City, we're always swimming with sharks. <laughs> Everybody's looking over their shoulder, you know. By the way, I'm coming out with a book with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. I mean, he'll be in the book, right? And it's called Building a Tax to Hurt Exit Strategy. Now, I'm not saying that Kevin has endorsed this because he hasn't yet. But I'm also not. I'm also not saying that he has it not that he's not going to in the future. But he's coming out. He's going to be in my book. It's my entire story of how I learned about the deferred sales trust, how I went from zero to being where I'm at now, and but really how I can help you because at the end of the day, people want to know that, that someone was in their shoes before. I didn't study to be a CPA or tax specialist when it comes to exit planning. Yeah. I had the. I was just a regular guy who happened to see a lot of pain for clients and say, I don't want you to ever go through that again. And if there's a better way. We're we're gonna we're gonna help you not have to go through that pain anymore. Does that make sense, Ken? No, it absolutely does. I love it. I love it. When's the book coming out? Is it in? Is that just your uh, personal copy there? Or? Yeah, this is it actually. It says not for resale because it's still like the you know pre pre release copy, but it is basically the final version. Um, the next thirty days or so, Ken, we're we've got about we've got just a few more edits to do, and it'll be out. So be on that's, Amazon. Yeah, look for yeah. building a tax deferred action strategy. Yeah. That's that's a thick one. You know, I, I know what it takes to write a book. Trust me. <laughs> I'm I'm actually, that's the one I wrote, but I'm writing three right now. So my head's all over the place. <laughs> that's great. I love really to read really your excited. books too. Yeah, really, really excited. 
So, you know, I was just, um, you know, I really want to thank you for your time. And I, and I think, I, I don't know if we, um, we may have met through my cousin. My cousin is Ellis Hammond. But, um, yeah, I think you That was Ellis. amazing. You, just, yeah. you know what's so funny? I talked to Ellis 20 minutes ago on a yeah. different deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where the connection occurred. You know, Ellen is, Ellis is my little cousin. Yeah, his sister is my first his mom is my first cousin, my, uh, wow. my dad's brothers. Yeah. They were just at my wedding. Um, Ellis, it's hard for him to get over from California because, you know, he, so he didn't make it to the, the one he, I thought he was coming, but last minute he had the baby and you know, it was just hard, you know, but, um, I, I finally made I love Ellis. I love Ellis. And I, this is now, this is even a better interview now. Yeah. We're even not, more connected. This is great. Oh man. My, my, my young cousin, since he was 20, you know, God speaks through that young man. That's all I could say. <laughs> Absolutely, I love Ellis. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. just in Dallas together at a at a commercial real estate uh, meetup event, and we were touring yeah. a property for Ellis that he has going on, which is an amazing syndication deal. Yeah, and so yeah, we spent some time together out there, and and we're um we're um he's down in San Diego, I'm in Sacramento, by the way. So it's yeah, uh, it's it's out here. Yeah, I'm glad we connected because I was in Dallas this past week at at this new studio getting interviewed, and um I was at the event with Ellis last year in Dallas, um. And he's gonna be he's gonna be speaking in my in my little enterprise next month. But um, yeah, he's he's uh, yeah, I think he's got two now. So he, yeah, he's he's busy. Yeah, so uh, it's just fun to watch them grow. You know, because you know I, I've I've been watching him since he was about this big. <laughs> you know, and now I think he hit forty recently. So God bless him. You know, and uh, you know, it just it just brings you know great great warmth to my heart but yeah so um yeah that's awesome yeah we're we're starting to do some tech stuff in texas we have uh about 125 acres um under development throughout the country we just got a huge project done in north carolina you know i'm surrounded by millionaires and billionaires so they're gonna meet you <laughs> but uh you know i will pass up the opportunity we're, we're here to serve the billionaires too with the estate tax of 40 percent uh, by the way we should probably touch on that ken because i didn't we don't touch on it yeah, because I know a little bit about like conservation easements. Some of my boys are like buying them and, and selling them in New York City. But yeah, talk a little bit about you know that. Yeah, so if you're a billionaire, especially, but anyone who's really worth more than 24 million married or 12 million single, right? There's a thing called a death tax or the estate tax, and in fact, um, not to be confused with the stepped-up basis with capital gains tax, which if you do a 1031, you can eliminate capital gains tax upon your death with a stepped-up basis. Yeah. Estate tax is completely different. So let's imagine you're worth $54 million and you're married. So the first $24 million is exempt, but you have just $30 million that's left. Well, upon your death, if it's still inside your taxable estate, that's going to be subject to 40%, which is about $12 million estate tax, okay? And so the challenge is how do you get it outside your taxable estate, right? Well, you can give it all away to charity, which is which is a good, good option, right? If you want to give all of it away to charity, but a lot of our clients aren't 100% charitable. They might be 50% or 25% or whatever, right? Um, number two, you can have a ton of kids and try to gift it away. You can have like 50 kids and try to gift it away, which is tough. Um, you can buy a ton of life insurance, but that can be very expensive. Here's a solution that's we call it Netflix way, right? The, the, mm. the, the Deferred Sales Trust 2.0. You can sell those assets for fair market value to a buyer during your lifetime. And upon the sale, we, we can move the equity outside of your taxable estate. And one day, one sale with no life insurance, no having to give it away to charity, and no, um, uh, uh, no, I said no life insurance. Oh, you no gifting, right? It's just, it's just out. 
And so we just did a deal actually in Colorado for a client. There were 25 million and they had a $5 million apartment complex mm -hmm. and all 25 million was inside their taxable estate. In fact, all 25 million is all in real estate. And so right. they used it. And what's cool, and they're still young, they're like 60. That growth of that 5 million is also outside the taxable estate. So let's say they live to 100 years old. Yeah. That 5 million turns into 30 million. Well, guess what? All 30 million is outside the taxable estate. And so it's a very powerful strategy back to my one of my original points for the battle of the wealth of america like you either know about these strategies and you sell and execute before you pass or you don't and the the uh the consequences if you don't are are huge they're 40 percent death tax and so you want to make sure you're aware of your options and how to how to move funds outside your taxable estate 100 percent legal wow i love it i love it amazing amazing so how do people you know get started you know, sure. Go to capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. You can sign up for our free mastermind. We are we are uh, extremely passionate about education. And so to the extent that you can understand how this works, what it is, have transparency. And so every single Friday, we basically have a masterclass slash mastermind on the Deferred Sales Trust where clients are bringing in their live deals or business professionals. You might be a financial advisor, a CPA, a real estate professional, and business broker, M&A advisor, you can come on to that Friday uh, masterclass. is totally free. And nice. you can ask any question you want. And we just answer. And we also have clients that come on and share their stories. And, and we basically just, again, take this a Rubik's Cube. And we all pass that around and try to uh, solve it. Because this Deferred Sales Trust is, a, is an amazing tool. But you got to have the team to execute it. So go to CapitalGainsTaxSolutions.com. You can also go to our YouTube channel, Capital Gains Tax Solutions. And you can subscribe as well. We have the intro series there. We have client testimonials. We have our free ebook at capitalgainstaxsolutions.com and then Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find me there as well. Hey, Brett, I can't thank you enough. I really, really appreciate you coming on today. I'm so glad that you're taking care of my cousin. <laughs> and uh, it, it's amazing, you know, how God works, you know, how uh, I just sense it for a minute. I think I said, I think I met Brett through Ellis and boom. And then you're talking to him 20 minutes ago. So give us, a, you know, a few final words of wisdom from your heart. And, and then I'll let you go back and, and enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. I mean, again, there's pain and there's purpose, right? And by the way, if you're working out of pain, eventually, you know, hopefully your problems are going to be solved at a certain point, but don't forget your purpose. Because what happens is sometimes when our pain gets solved, Ken, we move into a coast mode. Mm -hmm. And then when we start coasting, we don't realize that's ultimately going to move us back into pain because we don't have that fulfillment of whatever it is that we're trying to achieve, which is typically fulfilled in some kind of, purpose, right? So make sure you're always clarifying your purpose. You're reminding yourself of your purpose. And if you're going through some pain, realize that's going to fit into your purpose, but keep your eyes on what's what's moving you towards that. And that could be financial, that could be health, that could be legacy, that could be giving, that could be business ventures, right? Make sure you have that clarity of purpose and you're striving towards that. And of course, uh, it never hurts to ask the good Lord for a favor and for wisdom. Um, I try to do it every single day, Ken, and uh, count count your blessings and be thankful for everything that we have in this great country. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Make it a great day. Absolutely. You too, Ken. Thanks, everybody. Yes. My special guest, I want to thank you for listening today. If you have not subscribed to this channel, please take a moment. Subscribe to the Ken Van Lu Show. Put modern wealth in your life. Come next week. Keep coming. It's going to make a huge difference. I really want to thank you for listening. As always, make it a great day.